Gimel Yud Av. Coming at, towards the end of this paragraph, the paragraph of suffering. This is the paragraph of suffering. Why bad things happen to good people, and here and there he did throw in why good things happen to bad people. Primarily, the purpose of this parak was to give a, a big exposition on why suffering happens. Understanding suffering, making sense of suffering. And <clears throat> we've had many, 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 many approaches. And in Yud Aleph over here, which is the second to last paragraph of the parak, he's going to make it clear, not only the idea that we've been saying this whole time, that we can never really know for sure. Now, we have you certain type 1, type 2, type 3, type 4, 4A, 4B, 5, 6, 7A, 7B, 7C. So this is happening because of this. This is a wake-up call, Yisurin. This is from a previous lifetime, Yisurin. This is because of your father, this Yisurin. We never know. What is given to us to know is what the options are, and then we try to apply as best as we can, but we never know. That we've seen, Remchaz is going to repeat that now, but he's going to throw one more um, factor in, is that sometimes there could be cluster Yisurin, sometimes different causes of Yisurin may, may trump other types of Yisurin, may override other types of Yisurin, and that also is part of what makes the, 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 the system so rich, rich and complex and also makes it so unknowable to us. Um, and let's see that now in Yud Aleph. Nimtzu lefi kol ma shebi arnu. Based on everything we've said, it comes out. See by shyness umeschalfais lemikri v'nei adam ba'ilam hazeh. There's all kinds of different reasons and causes um, <clears throat> that can come and go when it comes to a person's situation in life, a person's state of existence, what he's dealing with in this world. Imlatayv imlan mutav. Whether he's receiving brach and bounty, or whether he's receiving chasasham. Disaster and and um, and suffering. All different causes can factor into that. Where I'm currently holding something that happened in previous generations, something that's going to happen to upcoming generations, something that happened in a previous lifetime, wake up calls, etc. Paying off the Russian Eilam Hazeh, like burning off the the Tzadik Zehenim Eilam Hazeh. All kinds, so many. We had we had we had we had a whole string of factors over here that that that. Uh, that were on that list. Now that all that is said and done, and it's really almost said and done because there's one last item coming up that's in the final paragraph of the parag. Um, but we had nearly all the all the options so far. After all the options have been presented to us, now that all is said and done, one should not think that a person consistently gets one type of hashgacha. Let's take a step back. Let's remind ourselves, why was the Ramchal giving us the whole list, the whole settle, the whole rundown of reasons and, and, and causes for that, that, that can create Yisur and Chasasham suffering in one's life? What was that? What was that? the function of that? What, what, how did that fit into this overall chilek? And the answer is, this is the chilek of hashgacha, how Hashem runs the world. And part of how Hashem runs the world is sometimes how Hashem has to has to allocate, distribute Yisur and suffering to people. And the Ramchal's primary purpose over here was to show us how suffering fits into Hashem's plan, how suffering is part of Hashem's hashgacha. And when Hashem is mashkiach, oversees everyone's affairs and is interested in everyone's affairs and governing everyone's affairs, so Hashem has to, in governing everyone's affairs, Hashem has to deal with them with Yisur. So the Ramchal is coming to say that don't think that each person gets his hashgacha. Like this person, his hashgacha is based on his past. This person, his hashgacha is based on his future. This person, his hashgacha is based on previous lifetimes. This person, his hashgacha is because he's the tzaddik hador and his suffering is to bring Mashiach closer. So the Ramchal is coming to tell, this to tell us it's not that each person has their brand of hashgacha, but 
anyone can get any type of hashgacha at any point in life and can be sometimes a blend and a combination of different types of hashgacha. From all these different types of hashgacha, all these different types of interests blended and combined together, everyone is dealt with appropriately and, and according to what, what, what is going on with them at that point in time. It could be at one point in somebody's life, he's receiving... Yesurin, Hashem's Hashkacha deems that he's supposed to suffer for reason X. And then the next day, the next hour, five minutes later, he may receive a different type of Yesurin for reason Y in, in all the reasons that we had over here in Hashkacha. Okay, so this Ramchal is coming to make a very powerful point. We did see towards the end of the Parakus, he gave us three different reasons why a tzaddik will suffer. A tzaddik will suffer to atone for his generation, a tzaddik will suffer to stave off a gzeira ra'ah, a bad decree that was supposed to happen to his community, sometimes the tzaddik will get an ingrown toenail, will, 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 will get hit his funny bone. That's not pleasant. That's not pleasant. The tzaddik's funny bone goes much further than when we bang our funny bone. Sometimes the tzaddik will bang his funny bone, and that will, you know, that, that could be mavatal, a gzeira ra'ah in the entire community. A tzaddik can also suffer to bring Mashiach closer, we saw. So we're talking about a tzaddik, someone who is, is, is selected as the, the rosh of his generation. Nevertheless, whether I'm saying he could be a rosh, as we saw, you know, to be a person who his suffering can atone for his entire community and generation, you're called a rosh. You have a rosh neshama. And yet that still doesn't mean that all your yisurin exclusively is rosh type of yisurin. A, a person could be that tzaddik, could be that rosh. I could be suffering to bring Mashiach closer, but a few minutes later he may also have to suffer for his own cheshren. He may have to suffer because of 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 of, of, of previous generation. He may have to suffer because uh, you know we're, we're trying to wake him up to something that he has to he has to rectify. It's not exclusive. Hashgach when it comes to Yisurin is not exclusive. Hashgach is very rich because the world and life and our mission over here is very rich and diverse. Okay, so that, again a powerful idea that Sadik, even that Sadik who's who, who, who's receiving that suffering for <clears throat> the tzibur, it doesn't mean all of his hashgachas now for the tzibur. Supreme chachma, supreme wisdom, that is aware of everything, and looks out for, looks over everything, and keeps track of everything, and is monitoring everything constantly, that's hashgacha, and is constantly guiding everything in the way that will bring the world to its shlemus in the best way possible, and bring the world to its shlemus means on a klau and on a prat level for the world in general, for the world to receive its tikkun. As we saw, there's a concept of the world getting its tikkun, there's a concept of humanity getting its tikkun, there's a concept of individuals getting their tikkun. He who he shaykelis ba'imek atzasukol advarim biyachad, ribayin shalaylam is taking everything to account always. What Individuals need for the world's tikkun, what individuals need for humanity's tikkun, what individuals need for their tikkun. And based on how everyone's placed, past, present, and future, so we see the system is so complex and, 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 and so busy. Based on that, the Rebbein Yisraelim is running the world with, 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 with exactitude, with um, perfection, and in the best, best way possible into the smallest, smallest detail of the micro level of every individual is being run for the, the greater um, a, a goal and purpose of everything, which is tikkun of everything. So 
this is something that we definitely leave to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We would not try to do this, right? We were given the director's chair for a day. You know, you try to run the world, be mashkiach over the world, that all these, there's so many moving parts, and so many people, everyone with their life, and how their life interacts with everyone else's life, and everyone is constantly in this web of past, present, future, and my tikkun, and my friend's tikkun, and my community's tikkun, and, and the world's tikkun, and everyone has to receive hashgacha, which is the best hashgacha for them, for, the, for allow them to achieve, apply their bechira, for their tikkun, for, to, to interlock and interact with perfect harmony with everything around us, that's what Hashgacha Pratis is really all about. And, and that's such a nice way, as we come to the end of this paragraph, of really appreciating what Hashgacha Pratis is. Hashgacha Pratis is Hashgacha Hu monitoring and maintaining the system for the system to work in the best way possible. As opposed to our very shallow understanding of Hashgacha Pratis, which hopefully by this point we really don't, don't, don't uh, work with that anymore. A very shallow, superficial, um, juvenile take an Ashkacha Pratis, which is, Ashkacha Pratis means Hashem just saved me from something that was about to blow up. That's not Ashkacha Pratis. That can fit into Ashkacha Pratis. That can be sometimes part of Ashkacha Pratis. That's not the definition of Ashkacha Pratis. The definition of Ashkacha Pratis is not divine salvation, divine providence. It's divine guidance, divine monitoring, divine... Guide, maintaining the system in the way that the system will work out in the best way possible to achieve its end result. And sometimes that requires suffering. Sometimes that requires something bad. There are bad things that happen. There is Yisurin. The Ramchal was not afraid of that in this entire parak to tell us that there's a concept called Yisurin. And Yisurin is part of Hashem's Hashkacha because it's about maintaining, guiding the system to get to the end result, to get to the objective of Tikkun. And, and, and for the world to receive Tikkun, maybe the Tzadik needs to suffer. For this yachid to receive tikkun, maybe he needs to suffer. Maybe for this yachid to be motivated to, to make a tikkun, he needs to suffer on, to a, a small, a minor degree, etc. Okay? Good. That's why hashkoch is Hashem's monitoring and maintaining, not providence and salvation. Providence and salvation is, is, is <clears throat> a prat cotton within hashkoch Let's see, Viter. Ki ulam. All these causes that we had, again, we had this whole string. And if we, you know, the, 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 we make a cheshven, we had, probably by this point, we've had nine or ten different uh, uh, approaches to understanding why good things, bad things can happen to good people, to understand Yisurin, all the different options. It says the Ramchal, when we have the whole range of options in front of us, it's not possible, they're not always going to produce the same results. You know, sometimes a person has type 1, type 2, type 3, a person can be uh, deemed in Shemaim that he's supposed to suffer right now because of a previous Gilgal or because of a previous generation or be to, to wake him up, etc. But it will result in different types of Yisurin in different areas. You know, wake up Yisurin, as we said. When Akash Baruch Hu sends someone Yisurin to wake him up, it'll be in the area where he needs to be woken up. When a person, what the Ramcha, this is what the Ramchal is saying, right? When a person sent Yisurin because of a previous Gilgal, as we mentioned yesterday, it'll be in the area where he, made, where he was Makalkal in his previous life. When a person is sent Yisurin because of something in the family, it'll be in, 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 the, in the family objective, in the family goal. Says Ramchal, not only that, sometimes there can be a conflict between the various types of. Uh, um, um, the various, the various um, approaches and, and, and the various p- 
pulls and 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 natias, the tendencies that are coming from different types of um, causes in hashkach as well. In other words, whether Ramchal is going to explain this, it could be someone right now is supposed to receive yisurin because of something he did in previous Gilgal. But maybe because of the schosavas that may be overriding that yisurin, or maybe because of you know because of something that happened previously, it was nigzar in him to lose his money. But because of the fact that it's nigzar in him to produce a kid who's going to be a tzaddik who's supposed to have money, he's going to be nigzar in him to have money. So that's what the Ramchal means. Hashgacha can it can be conflicts in terms of. The, uh, of Hashkoch as well, which is vital part of what Hakadosh Baruch is managing. It could be a person because of his chos avos, he was supposed to get wealth. The, the, his avos had such credit and such merit in Shemayim that it was decreed upon them that not only they will receive wealth and bracha, their children will receive wealth and bracha, and that's how far the chos of the avos goes. So that could be one netia. And when it comes to Ashkach, but we look at the person himself, Oini. We look at this person, we Giach. We 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 check in with the person himself. He is not deserving of wealth on his own. He's only he's fakir. He's deserving of poverty, either because of maybe Averis that he did, or maybe because of his what his the, this person's tikkun is supposed to be. With this person's objective, maybe he's his his neshama is supposed to deal with poverty and make bechira in, in in the face of poverty. That maybe that's his that's his tafkid. And um, when it comes to, when we distribute all the neshamas of Klai Yisrael, maybe it could be his neshama was supposed to fit into the, the, the chilek of Klai Yisrael that deals with Aisha, with wealth, or Aisha, or poverty. So Abchal's pointing out, again, you can have conflicts up in Shemayim of, of, of different um, aspects of Hashgacha that are, that are promoting and, 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 and uh, delivering, in poten- potentially delivering different results that can happen also and then we call that as a conflict because we see different aspects that are being delivered as the end result but by the rebinder we'll see that's what he's building up to there are no conflicts coach baruch knows how to work all these things out after everything is said and done what is the ikr and the primary way that hashgacha should go that's part of hashem's hashgacha part of what hashgacha protest means that governing monitoring and maintaining the system even when we look at the actions themselves, a person can do one action. When we, we look at ourselves, our bechir, how we behave and what we deserve. It could be that based on an action that we do, we are now deserving of bracha. We are deserving of reward. We turn around an hour later, five minutes later, we do something else. A person can do something and it's a tremendous act of Bechira, a phenomenal act of Bechira. He had such a juicy piece of lush and heart that he wanted to say. And it was so hard for him to hold back. And he held back. He didn't say it. He didn't say it. And in Shemaim, we hear that angelic chorus swelling up. We hear that choir singing in the background. And we see the halo around him. Wow, at Sadiq Kaddish Vatar, he is deserving of, of uh, so much bracha. And then, an hour later, he gets into a fight with his brother. He, he says something nasty to somebody. He says something mean to somebody. He can't control himself. You know, somebody somebody uh, cuts him off there on the highway, and he's cursing this guy out, and he, he, he goes and, and, and he runs him off the road, right? He runs him off the road into the, into the that's right, into the, uh, into the ditch over there. So, whoa, 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 what happened to the halo? You know, they start, they, they stop singing for this guy in Shemaim. So, and, 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 and the bracha that was decreed upon this person will now have to be taken away. Well, or, or not be taken, again, the Ramachal is talking about different, different, um, 
results that are being that are that are being um, presented by different aspects of hashgacha. We haven't given the guy anything yet, but based on what he did an hour ago, Hashgacha says, wow, this guy deserves so much. And now he does an hour later, there's another aspect of Hashgacha that we we check in with that. It's saying that this guy deserves to lose quite a lot. So what do we do with these conflicts? Hashem's supreme, unfathomable Chachma is able to check in, weigh in, and adjudicate and assess and analyze all the different factors, all the different arguments, all the different aspects that are going on over here, and execute things in the best, most appropriate way possible. After everything, that, after everything is said and done, what, 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 what should the guy really get? What does Hashkacha really determine? That's also part of Hashkacha. It takes everything into account. Past, present, future, all the details, <clears throat> all the different forces and, and um, directions that are going on. And it provides and prepares for everybody sometimes this type of result and sometimes a different type of result. A person will receive something that comes from any one of numerous catalysts. And sometimes based on a different catalyst, again, depending on, there could be, at any given point in our lives, there could be so many different um, aspects of Hashkacha that we're triggering. And sometimes the Hashem's Supreme Outlook says, okay, we'll go this way with the person. Sometimes they'll say, we'll go that way. Sometimes it'll be Din. Sometimes it'll be Rachman. Sometimes it'll be, let's give the guy another chance. Sometimes it'll be, let's reward him for that, even though he was bad over here. Sometimes it'll be, let's punish him for that, even though he was good over here. But here the Ramchal again says something very important to hear, that the bottom line is, anything that we receive at any point in our lives, whatever we're receiving from Shemaim, is always going to be for one of the aforementioned reasons. Without exception. It's got to be for one of these reasons. One of these rules. One of these principles. Any, any, anything that we receive, <clears throat> any type of suffering that befalls a person is always going to be for one of the above um, ideas. And it's always going to be fitting in somewhere in Hashem's Hashgacha. It's going to have... It's going to be able to be traced back to some aspect of Hashem's Hashkacha. We can't trace it back, but it's always traceable. There's nothing that's random. That's the Ramchal saying. There's nothing that's random. There's nothing that's haphazard. It's impossible for us to trace things back because we never know the details. We never know how to size up any situation. Says Ramchal, we can never trace things back. We can never trace things back on our own. But the very fact that we know all the options, we know quite a lot now. The Ramchal is, is encouraging us over here. You see, the Ramchal is, is, is giving us a hug. And we're coming up to almost at the end of a very long, a very, a very um, um, intense journey over here. This is a very intense journey, this parak. All the different options in Yisurin. The Ramchal is putting his arm around our shoulder and saying, look, at the end of the day, we're never going to be able to trace things back. We don't know the details. We don't know the situations. They're quite complex, quite complicated. But you guys know quite a lot right now. Ram Chal is reassuring us and encouraging us and, and, and empowering us. Yadanu Harbe, we're way ahead of the game when we know what all the options are. We know what all the options are. And even after knowing the options, it can be a combination of options. It can be con- conf- conflicting options. We never know how things play themselves out, and we see the more we know, the more complex things are. But 
knowing how the system works puts us ahead of the game. That's what the Ramchal wants in Derech Hashem, to give us the basics in terms of how the system works. We know now how the system works. Now, life goes from chaotic, unclear, unknown, scary, lonely, to something that's known, that's quantifiable, that's, that's, that's familiar to us, even though we can never trace suffering back. But, Kosh Baruch, I know that whatever's happening to me right now is coming directly from Yashgacha, and it fits into one of these options of Yashgacha, and it's definitely my best interest, it's in the world's best interest, and maybe I'm even bringing Mashiach closer, right? Who knows? But I know that it's, it's coming from one of these options. I know the system has a mahaluch. The system has an approach. There's someone in charge, someone running things, and everything has a chesrin to the very uh, last iota. Everything has a chesrin. And I know what those chesrinas are. I can't know them in, 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 in real time, but I know what all the options are. I know the sum total. I know the sugya, and that's what the Ramchal wants. I know the sugya of life, and now the sugya of life works. That's the end of Yud Aleph. There's one final paragraph, I think, on Rish Chodesh Adar, first day of Rish Chodesh Adar, Thursday, Yom Chamishi. We're going to go for broke. We're going to push to the end of the parak today. And what we're going to do tomorrow, Mirza Hashem, on Friday, the second day of the second, of Rish Chodesh, of the second Adar, I think what we're going to do is give a sikum, give a summary of every single type of hashkoch that we've seen, every single approach to suffering, we're going to go through them hopefully one by one by one by one by one, so we know the whole sogya, we do a chazar, a nice chazar, I think that would be nice for tomorrow, so do that tomorrow, let's go to the end today, and we're going to see something that the Ramchal tucks away almost as an afterthought, really as an afterthought, all the way at the end of the parak. Remember this is the parak of suffering, the parak of hashkoch pratis, the parak of understanding why bad things happen to good people, and let's see the very last paragraph in this paragraph. Let's see something, Rabbi Sai, eye popping and jaw dropping. Let's see. Ulam you got to know the following. Yeah, okay, maybe jaw popping and eye dropping, and maybe both. Ulam, Ulam you got to know When we're talking about Ashkacha Pratis, governing, maintaining, and overseeing what happens to us, events that happen to us situations that happen, suffering that happens. There's two different categories when it comes to situations, two different categories of events in our lives. One is events that are an end in of themselves, purposeful in of themselves. The second type of situation, event, suffering that can happen to us are a means to an end. So you can have suffering which is an end in of itself, purposeful in of itself, and you can have something that's there because of something else. And before we go on, I just want to point out everything that we've had in the entire paragraph so far fits into the first category. He hasn't mentioned the second category yet. All the way to the final, final paragraph of this paragraph, he's going to tell us that there's another category, and he's going to squeeze it into like nine lines. There's tachlisim and emtsoim. And we would, again, translate that as an end in of themselves or a means to an end. Pirish. Tachlisim, what does it mean? Tachlisim, suffering, situations in life which are purposeful in themselves. Mikrim shiyu nigzarm ala adam. Situations that have been decreed upon us, suffering, events that we have to deal with, which fits into any of the above categories that we had till now. Suffering to wake us up, suffering to burn off our Averis, suffering to bring Mashiach closer, suffering because of the previous generations, because of future generations, etc. So that's all purposeful in of itself. Suffering that, that I have to suffer for the suffering itself. And the suffering itself is purposeful. But what does it mean if it's a means to an end? 
which he hasn't mentioned yet. A situation which is here, not for itself, but because of something else. The goal is really something else. So this had to happen because of something else. This event had to happen, not because of this event itself, but because of something else that that event uh, was connected to. Vukin, what, what does that mean? What does, what does that mean? Something that's not purposeful in itself. Something just happened to me because of something else. X, which is happening because of Y. Vukin, that's like what Chazal say, the Pasuk in Tilm says, Hashem, I thank you because you, you, you patched me. I thank, thank you for patching me. Shepirshu Chazach, the Gemara explains this the third time in the Sefer, he's quoting Gemara, and all three times are actually in the same parak over here. Shenishbir Regal Parasai, this is the Gemara in, in, in Brachas, um, the, uh, the, his, the, um, the um, foot of his cow broke. He had a cow, which he used for plowing. The cow's foot broke. Terrible, terrible incident, terrible tragedy. How are you going to plow the farm? How are you going to plow the field? This is your cow, your one cow. The, its foot broke, right? Nothing to do with a cow once it has a broken foot. Uh, if it was a work cow. The nuffla collapsed, and they went to pick up the cow. And there was a precious stone under the cow. And they never would have found that precious stone if they wouldn't have had to go and pick the cow up after it broke its leg. So it turned out, I thought that was really suffering. I thought that was really bad. The cow broke its leg. And that's my $500 cow that I can't replace. That's my entire Parnosa. I find a $500,000 precious stone under the cow that was, was worthwhile losing the $500 cow, $500 cow to find that $50,000, $500,000 Precious stone. Says the Ramchal, that's when there's suffering as a means to an end. It wasn't, the cow didn't break its leg because there was something that I needed and it was necessary about the cow breaking its leg itself, but that was the way of getting me to the precious stone. Or sometimes you can also, in category type 2, Yasurin, um, which are a means to an end, which are not purposeful in themselves, sometimes an event will happen to somebody to save him, to save him, from otherwise a disaster which would have befallen him. Kagoin, Shin is Akiv. He got delayed. He missed the boat. He missed the boat. How often, Rabbi Say, do we just miss the boat? Right? I don't know if we can say that that's Hashkacha Pratis when it comes to us. We missed the boat of Kaseder. But you have a guy who was delayed. He was there to make his boat. You know, that's the, in the Ramchal's day. We, now we would say the plane. We'd say the train. We'd say the whatever. But he missed the boat. Indeed, missed the boat. Show you right to Leilech. The Tovas Vina Biyam, and the boat sank at sea. The boat sank at sea. So now, the, him missing the boat was purposeful in of itself. Says Ramchal in this situation, no, it was there to prevent him from getting on the boat in order to save his life. That's called Emtsoyim. That's a means to an end. And he didn't need to miss the boat. And that, that, that's suffering. You know, he missed the boat. He's so upset. He, there was a traffic jam uh, on, on the way to the port. And you know, too many horses, too many, too many, uh, too many carriages, too many wagons. There was a, a, a big pickaxe, and he couldn't get to the port in time. And he got there just in time to see the boat leaving. So now that was suffering for him. That was Yisur that he missed the boat, that he was delayed. That suffering wasn't purposeful in itself. It was there just to get him to because he then he sees the boat sinking in the ocean. The gam, and that's called emtsayim. The gam emtsayim eila. Efshish yu letzarich atzmei shal adam shiikrulai. The efshish yu letzarich zulasai. When we talk about suffering, which is a means to an end, sometimes it could be a means to an end for me, you know, for me to find that jewel, for me to find that diamond, for me to be saved from the sinking boat, or sometimes I could suffer as a means to someone else's end. 
Sometimes my cow might break its leg. Why? Because my neighbor will come over and help up the cow, and my neighbor will find the precious stone. So sometimes we'll ask, why do I, my cow have to break its leg? Well, because my neighbor was supposed to find that precious stone. Why did I have to miss the boat? You know why I had to miss the boat? Because I owed somebody money, and he, if I would have made the boat, he would never have found me at the port. I'm not coming back for another six months. I owe somebody, you know, a hundred bucks, and he was able to find me at the port since I missed the boat. Now I paid him back. That's why I missed the boat, so he could get his money back. That could also be, says the Ramchal, part of the, the, uh, the Yisurin Emtsoim. The only reason that happened to me is because that guy needed to get his money back. Wow. Um, for someone else to benefit or to suffer. Okay, so before we go on, what do we have over here? What do we have, Rabbi Yisrael, in the final paragraph of Ashkoch Oh, finally! This is what we're waiting for, Ashkoch Abratis! Ashkoch Abratis, right? Wow, Gavaldik. Now we finally hear about the guy who was saved from disaster. The, the, the boat, now the Ramchal finally got it, right? The Ramchal finally understood what we knew all along, that Ashkoch Abratis is about being saved from things. So we see clearly what we've been saying all along and more. A, that's not... Hashkacha Pratis, that's a prat within Hashkacha Pratis. This is part of Hashkacha Pratis, not what Hashkacha Pratis comes down to. Certainly not. The Ramchal throws it in all the way to the end. B, we see the Ramchal is making it an exception almost within Hashkacha Pratis. He's almost, I mean, not apologizing for it, but almost, you know, almost, apology is not the right word to use, he's like, almost like excusing its placement within Ashkacha Pratis, and he has to make it an exception within Ashkacha Pratis. It is certainly part of Ashkacha, because Ashkacha is Hashem monitoring, maintaining, and guiding the system, and moving things around, but he's telling us that this, what we associate as classic Ashkacha Pratis, is actually exceptional Ashkacha Pratis, not classic at all. That, that, that would be the right way of saying it. This is far from the classic model of Ashkacha Pratis. This is a Yoytzim an exception within Ashkacha Pratis. Ashkacha Pratis, generally, we, we, we want to understand as as tachlisim, when things happen to me and they're purposeful in of themselves. This whole business of me missing the plane, missing the boat, missing the train, because the train was about to blow up, that was emtsoim. I was suffered by, by getting delayed to prevent me from something else. X happened because of Y. A happened because of B. That's an exception within Ashkacha Pratis. Far from the standard model, but within, as we've been saying, within the system of Ashkacha Pratis, as an exception. And finally, here we see with, with, with such a a kanak over here, how even when we're talking about this type of Ashkacha Pratis, something happens to save me from something else, Advaitar defies our classic understanding because it doesn't even have to be for me. It could be for somebody else. And that definitely doesn't get into the books. The books are about beautiful stories, but the ending is always how it was for my best interests. That something looked like it was terrible, but it happened, it was really for, the, for my better good, for my greater good, for my benefit, for my best interests. And the Ramchal said, yeah, it could be. It's Megzine. Megzine, it might happen that, that it happened for my best interest, but it might also happen for Yana's best interest. I might suffer as a means to an end, it's a category two, type two, type Yisurin, for my friend to benefit. So my cow, my house might burn down because, because uh, someone else is supposed to buy that lot and build, 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 his, build his house over there. Maybe, maybe, right? That could be Ashkocha Pratis. Okay. So now everything that comes with the Cheshun, Avada, you can't suffer and not 
have that recognized, but that might be secondary. In other words, maybe the Rebbe will say, look, we need to get this guy out of the house for him to move in. The only way to do is to make a fire. Um, so let's make the fire. Now, now what about this year? Who had the fire have to do? Avada, that's going to be a canter for now. It'll burn off his Gehenna. Everything works into the great cogs and the great wheels of Ashkocha Pratis. But the point is, it may have started with Yenna. That may have been the starting point. Avada, yesh to the yesh died. Everything has to be taken into account. But it may start with that guy. Okay. The Rebbeinu supreme and overwhelming in fathom, unfathomable wisdom and knowledge Shtelzevek assesses, appraises, then runs everything in the best way possible to Here he's, he's hinting at the answer to Rebidi's question, which we just addressed. Everything is going to be weighed out in the best way possible. You can't, you know, the guy's going to have to Miss the boat to be saved from the boat sinking. What he's saying is, even that's taken into account. Meaning, the fact that he had to suffer a little bit to be saved from death, we don't say, you know, when the question would be asked, okay, but Rebbein Shalom, what about all the stress? And, you know, I, I, it was so stressful. Anyone ever caught in traffic when, they're, when they have to get to the airport? Anyone ever running late when they have to make an international flight? Every time I have to make an international flight, I'm running late. Every single time. I always tell myself, this time I'm going to get to the, hour, uh, the, uh, it's the airport an hour before I need to get there. Generally, I, I don't know if I'm alone in this, but every time I have to go to the airport for international travel, it's always stressful because you're always looking at your watch and checking and the lines and, and you know, most stressful part is like, are you going to have time for duty-free? Right? You're going to have time for duty-free. So, uh, so let's say you have a yid. Let, just to appreciate what the Rachel is saying how far Hashkocha goes. Let's say you have a yid. It is an unbelievable exercise we can all play together. Because he's on his way to make a flight. And he's running yeshivish on yeshivish time. And so you're supposed to get there a minimum of two hours before the flight. He's going to get there an hour and 55 minutes, hour 50 minutes, hour 45 minutes. Yeah, I remember my friend Yoelish got there, you know, a half hour before the flight. He still made the flight. But he's nervous. He's very nervous. Very, very nervous. Very stressful. Very stressed out. And it's getting later and later. And traffic is horrendous. And, and, and it's barely moving. And he's looking at his watch. It's getting later and later and later. He's getting really stressed out. It's a very stressful experience. He gets to the counter. And they tell him, well, sorry, we just closed the flight. You're going to have to wait for the next one. So he waits for the next flight. And Rahman al-Islan, he hears a couple hours later that that flight crashed. That plane crashed. That plane crashed. What does he say? Baruch Hashem, I was caught in traffic. Baruch Hashem, I was delayed. Baruch Hashem, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. Hashem, you saved my life. So now, what if we would ask him? Okay, Rabbi, you said, you said thank you to Hashem. That's amazing. And, and Hashem saved your life. But Rabbi, what about, wasn't it a very stressful ride to the airport? What, what about that hour of stress, that hour of nerves? What about all that stress that you went through? What, what's he going to say back to us? What? Either he'll say it's worth it. I think he'll say even more. Stress. Stress. My life was spared. My life was saved. That wasn't stress. That was simcha. That was amazing. I, I'm, I, 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 I can't believe it. Stress. Who's thinking about stress? That wasn't a, a, a suffering. That was that was racham. That was chesed. What, what, what stress? That's what he'll say. That's what he'll say. Of course he'll say that, right? He's going to get angry at us. He'll get upset at us. Meshugana. I was stressed out. No, but he was stressed out. Yeah, his life was spared. He'll make a kiddush. He'll donate a safer Torah. Yeah, his life was spared. But he suffered for an hour. What about the suffering? 
What about the suffering? So again, he'll tell us, what suffering? My life was spared. What happened? You called that suffering? But yes, that's suffering. He suffered for an hour. He did suffer for an hour. It's a very litvish take, but it's true. It's real. It's MS. He suffered for an hour. So what do we say? The, the means justified the end, but his life was spared. So it's okay that he suffered for an hour because otherwise it's better than being dead? No. Two different cheshbainas. His life was spared. He's still alive, but he suffered for that hour. That's what the Ramchal is saying. That's also taken into account. Why are you going to say everything was happening? Okay, maybe, maybe. But it, maybe yes, but if not, but, but, but maybe not, it's taken into account. That stress bur- did something for him. Everything that happened happened to the best. So That's right. Like, why? We always have to think like this. And we say this. Everything, why this guy can say this? Yeah, but again, but Ramchal saying sometimes you can suffer, and the suffering is productive and purposeful in of itself. Sometimes Hashem makes you suffer to, to to save you from something else. But even when that happens, that suffering itself is still taken into account. And we don't say, "What do you mean? I I, I lived? What do you mean that's not suffering? No, that was suffering. That was suffering." Half lidik, Rabbi say, half lidik. That still has to be taken into account. Um, to degree that everything is taken into account with exactitude, with, with perfection, with 100% accuracy, based on what is the, 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 the best, best thing, according to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's real plan and real outlook and what only Hashem really knows. Okay, thus concludes Perak Gimel. We finish the entire Perak today on Rish Chodesh. That's beautiful, that's amazing. And so as we said tomorrow... We will give a big roundup. I think a summary will go through all the different approaches. I myself, I've even lost track of them. I was trying to keep track, so I can't tell you the number of different approaches of Yisurin because also some of them had like A, B, and C. Some are split up into sub sub approaches. Tomorrow we will go from beginning to end all the different approaches of why good things, bad things can happen to good people, and that will be on the second day of Rishchidosh Adar. And next week we will start Perek Dalid. Okay, everyone should be well. Have a good and